Uh, hi everyone, welcome to episode 42 of the Tiny Disc Podcast, a show about games and life. I'm Robert Scarpanito, and I'm joined here by the beautiful Jack Cepeda. You're beautiful too, sir. Thank you very much, Robert. Hello everybody, and hello to all the new listeners that may have joined recently. We appreciate you guys. Tell your friends. Bring them. Thanks, babe. And the Buffalo <laughs> Bill, Colin Sparling. <laughs> hey, what's going on, everybody? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it puts the lotion on its skin no anyway. it doesn't for the whole episode let's go what's going on everybody i'm here i'm ready to do a show i got my gr- i got my my shorts that i bought in like sixth grade on I, i'm feeling good i'm good to go <laughs> you were that size in sixth grade is that your feel good shorts like yeah i wore these when i was a boy <laughs> I can dude. Listen, it says Bellevue Redmond on these sons of bitches because that was our mascot back home. Yeah, it's true, Redmond, right? Um, and like you can't even read it anymore. It's so faded. These things are worn out to hell, and somehow they're still going. I don't think I use anything from sixth grade anymore. Well, I don't know. You do. You do still jerk it, right, dude? <laughs> So you still use that from sixth grade? We're earning, we're earning these. Uh, this. Wait, wait. You're telling me Is you guys didn't outgrow yours? <laughs> he shed it, and it, he's grown a new one. Someone, someone, come in here and and take me away, please. Lift me away. We're start. We're starting with some bangers here. Oh, we are. Gentlemen. So, Colin, since you're a gigantic man, <laughs> yes. We've established that now with you. You're I wearing guess. the same shorts. I guess you're the same size in sixth grade, apparently. I watched a re- very interesting documentary on HBO. Did you guys hear about this last night? It was basically twendi- twending on Twitter. Twending on Twitter. Twending. Twending on Twitter. Uh, Andre the Giant. Oh, is he heard that, about he's that Rassel the, man, right? Yeah. Dude, he is a giant Frenchman. And his documentary was super good. And it's brand new. It's on HBO Go, HBO Now, etc. And I've been looking forward to it for months. They've been teasing it for a long time. And I was, you know, really, really young when he was popular. But it, it was cool to go back and like see like Ric Flair. Like, all right, like I was a closet wrestling fan. Like when I was a little kid, right back when I thought it was real. And then when I found <laughs> out wrestling was fake, like I was a little heartbroken by that. But anyways, uh. Uh, yeah, they had like Ric Flair, they had Hulk Hogan, they had uh, Vince McMahon, of course, Stephanie McMahon, everything, and it was it was just a really awesome documentary. But I mean, there's a like parts with like Macho Man Randy Savage and stuff. Like, what do you guys know about Andre the Giant? You know, besides the Princess Bride, Every, I, <laughs> everything I know about Andre the Giant. Well, the biggest thing that I always remember is it, didn't he, he got like really drunk after smashing like fifty some beers or something in one night. At a bar? No, dude. 50 beer. I'm glad you brought this up. 50 beers was nothing to this man. Nothing. Ugh. He, Ric Flair talks about he was there with him one night where he downed 106 beers, dude. In how long? Of, of like an in hour? One night. In one night, dude, this man drank. Because, like, it doesn't a, matter a regular, how That's an incredible amount of beers. No matter, like, <laughs> yeah, no matter what night, like, yeah, take measure three of time days. you take. 106 yeah, I probably, beers is incredible. Yeah, I probably haven't drank 106 beers in the last three years, seriously. But, uh, anyways, so when you look at him hold the beer, though, it's like it literally looks like the small, tiny baby bottles they give you, you know, of liquor. That's literally what it looks like in this man's hands. I mean, so I, they were talking about his drinking, and man. I do hear he's a giant. It's in the name. Yeah. It's in the name. I, that is his biblical name, right? His Christian God-given name. 
Andre is, yeah. And uh, <laughs> you no. mean, yeah. oh yeah, the I, my my name is the Giant. They Mr. just the uh, they, they gave yeah. me Andre when I joined the WWE. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what they added in. The Giant was already there. They needed to add in the Andre. <laughs> so I'm just saying, if you guys have access to HBO, it is totally worth watching. It's one of the best documentaries I've seen in a very long time. And as we know, you know, he didn't end up passing away young, right? Because of you know his. Uh, Young, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, relatively young. And uh, because of his disorder. But, you know, when he was about 16 is when he... And it's kind of weird to, like, live your whole life normal up to 16. And then only after puberty do you... You know, after puberty starts settling in, do you start, like, growing huge? That's when he got that giant growth spurt. Hmm. Which is, you know, kind of strange. So, anyways, that documentary was, was awesome. You and know, I've just done a bunch... Oh, God. I'm just, I just realized that... He might be the only man to actually be able to sing 99 bottles of beer on the wall and like go in, through the whole yeah. night in French too. I'll bet wild. <laughs> <laughs> so he, yeah. So that documentary is awesome. It's on HBO. Now, another thing I watched on HBO, I don't know what they're on fire, but like probably one of the darkest movies you could ever imagine in recent times. They actually did a documentary on Joe Paterno and Penn state. Oh shit! Oh, you don't know shit, about this. Really? You don't know yeah, about this. I remember the Joe Pa thing. Yeah. It's actually not a documentary. I I I take that back. It's like a dramatization mm. with guess who's playing Joe Paterno? Al fucking Pacino. Oh no what? way! What? Scarface what? is playing. Yeah, Joe Paterno. <laughs> oh, Scarface. What? Oh man, that that brings a whole new meaning to say hello to my little friend. Bro, that Boy, is I thought it was, Jer- I thought it was oh Jerry God. Sandusky that was convicted of. It is. It is. Yeah. It was Jerry it, Sandusky, and he's in it. And yeah. dude, it is creepy. If you know what Jerry Sandusky looks like, it is so creepy seeing the actor play him because he looks exactly like Jerry Sandusky. It was like haunting, actually, to see that on screen. What if that and, was? Dude, there's no way he's in jail, right? Like for the rest of his life. He probably deserves the death penalty, honestly, for what he did. But anyways, Wait, so well, do that, you want to give a little background? I don't know. Well, not, I don't know if anyone in the audience is or everyone in the audience is going to know what happened. Yeah, I'm not oh. sure if Colin knows what what was what we're talking about here. So, yeah, I don't okay. know. <laughs> so, so this was like big news like what, like 5 6 years ago something like that. So Jerry Sandusky was like the heir apparent, right? He was going to take over for uh Joe Paterno when uh, he retired cuz he's been in the league like our like I don't know 50 years something stupid like that he's like the longest tenured coach etc so anyways um he started this uh charity Jerry Sandusky did called the second mile where he had access to like underprivileged uh, uh youths mainly young boys and he would like mentor them and train them up to be like linebackers apparently or something like that ends up you know being this giant huge like sexual assault like you know ploy that he set up for himself and like all kinds of crazy stuff was going on in Penn State facilities like after hours and stuff like in the shower room and all that and so a lot of the upper management Joe Paterno and like the president of Penn State like knew about it and basically tried to sweep it under the rug to protect the school's name rather than report it to authorities and so it was just this giant scandal like people went to jail people got arrested the president had to resign etc and uh yeah, it's a super dark, super dark, really tragic, terrible story. Uh, they had to ter- they had to tear down the lash building where like all the abuses like went down, and Holy uh, shit. Th- yeah, and there was like an independent uh, report or there was an independent investigation that Penn State also launched 
to you know get to the bottom of exactly what happened and at that point when they had the free report the the name of the lawyer i think was free his last name f-r-e-e-h something like that anyways they found that joe paterno knew like years ago like in 1998 and stuff there were issues and like so he didn't do enough right to really show that he was looking out in the best interest of children he you know he he just was kind of disgraced after that and so he got fired joe paterno got fired and like I want to say it was like 10 days, maybe 15 days after he got fired and lost his job, his career, his life. He died like right after, dude. It was so tragic. I mean, maybe it wasn't 10 days, but it was quick. No, I mean, it was very, very soon after all of this happened. It was quick. It was like you take the man's life away from him. He has nothing else to live for, you know? So happy good times. <laughs> yeah, so we're just going. We're going to like the extremes. We're going to like childish Woo! jubilance to this. So, but this is on HBO. So I'm saying HBO's got some good stuff on right now. <laughs> if you like that kind of depressing stuff. But on the flip side, guys, I just did a lot of random stuff this last week. I don't know. I'm living life. I'm doing things. I'm seeing Austin. I'm making moves down here in the South. Okay. Oh, who's Austin? I had. I had. See <laughs> nice. a friend? I had, I had the best crab legs of my entire life Sunday. Where are you guys on seafood mainly? shellfish i love any and all seafood i am not a shellfish guy about sharing my experiences with seafood what about you <laughs> dad <laughs> jokes damn it <clears throat> all right <laughs> i like seafood yes i i do I, I like just about any seafood as long as it doesn't taste too incredibly fishy like uh like a lot of like a lot of uh uh salt water fish tend to taste like you know what i'm talking about when you get like See, uh some I, I of it love, is i love mackerel sushi i love mackerel because it's salty and i love anchovies too i didn't always used to love anchovies and i really like them do you guys love I them love, a lot of people hate them i love anchovies me too no not a fan dude on a caesar salad oh you like caesar dressing right i assume yeah you know what makes caesar dressing taste like caesar dressing is ground up anchovies did you know that well, I didn't need to know that. <laughs> now, now I hate Caesar dressing. <laughs> a lot of people yeah. don't know that. They love Caesar dressing, but that's anchovies that you're actually tasting and like cream and shit. So. Do you feel- on, a, on a side note real quick, did, 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 have you ever guys ever like met one of those people where like, hey, like they eat something like, hey, this is really good. But the second they find out something that they don't like right. that's in it, they're like, yeah. I'm never fucking touching that thing again ever for the rest I of know. my life. I, it's so childish. I know a guy yeah. named Colin who swore off eating any kind of Caesar <laughs> salad after he found out there was anchovy in it. <laughs> <laughs> and and this that's the reason why i like anchovies in my caesar salad is because like let's say you got one on your fork right and you got the sauce in there all mixed up you get the perfect bite you got the little crouton and then when you bite the anchovies just like a little like an explosion of more uh caesar dressing in your mouth yeah extra <laughs> so anchovy like, juice I'm, yeah i'm for that let's, let's go there so anyways guys these crab legs it was like the alaskan king crab cluster right is what it was called eighty dollars <gasps> What? Eighty dollars. Excuse me. Wait, 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 wait. Was this like the whole crab, or just a bundle no, of legs, or like this how does was this work? Two pounds of Alaskan king crab legs. Eighty bucks. Forty bucks Holy a shit. pound. Yes. <sighs> you know why? You know why? I mean, shit. You guys ever watch fucking Deadliest Catch? You see how you see how that motherfucker? No, I know people are with? dying for that shit. They're literally dying for that shit. And those people don't make that much. They make I it they seem like they make well a lot for that. They get paid well for, you know, a fisherman in Alaska, but like, you know, I'm sure in Alaska, $40,000 is pretty good money 
for what like six weeks work or something like that like yeah but that's still not like you know the grand scheme of things like that's not like you know well well off like risking your life well off you know what i mean considering the nfl has a minimum a salary of of a quarter million or or so i think it's actually 500 grand but yeah so this place is was and is like magnificent so they put up they had the drawn butter if you ever go to red lobster they'll give you the butter to dip your crab legs in and they had one up on like this like metal cage kind of thing with a fucking candle under it lit to keep the butter warm what uh that's (laughs) too fancy dude it was incredible (laughs) it was incredible so i had the i had the candle i had the butter i had two dude Look, I'm not a small man. I can eat like like anybody else can, but I was so full after the first pound of crab legs. But I'm like, I clearly have to eat the rest of these crab legs. I ordered them. It's fantastic. This cooked perfectly. Like I'm gonna force myself to eat the second pound of crab meat. Holy crap! And damn it, dude, it was the best. They were like, like the pieces of the chunks of meat coming out were like thicker than my thumb of just solid fresh crab meat. Oh damn! You know, know, here's the thing, like. I love me some crab. Don't get me wrong, but holy shit, are crab legs a pain in the ass to eat? So this is what they did. I agree with you. When they don't, when when you have to crack them yourself and all that shit, like you have to know what you're doing, and it, yeah. you can hurt your hands even if you do know what you're doing. But you got you got really got to be practiced at that. You have to have, have technique. So what they did, I don't know what they did, but they must have taken like the sharpest blade on earth, and like they took them like lengthwise, right? Like if you stand a Craig uh, Craig leg, a, crab a Craig leg, list, a, a Craig list. <laughs> if you stand. A crab leg up and if you like cut straight down the middle right so that's what they did so all the crab legs were like in cut in perfect half and they didn't even chip or like tear the um the shell it was just perfectly straight it's like how did they even do this it's one so, sharp ass so, no i bet yeah. they took a saw to it that would so surprise you did, me but it would chip when you think it would like have some weird ridges this was like seamless so you, I, I don't know it's a trade secret but whatever but i didn't need any tools to get all the meat out. I got to do all with just bare hands. That's surprising. Didn't need no cracker or fork or nothing. But also, I feel like an establishment that charges that much for crab, like, they know what they're doing to make it the absolute best experience Dude. for anyone. Listen to this, if you think that's crazy. So they had on the option, the on the uh, menu as well as an option, they had a, what they called a prime Alaskan king crab leg. One leg. $75. <laughs> Excuse me. Could you murder one a per- leg? Could you murder a person with that leg, dude? I mean, it was huge. It looked like the head, uh, the face huggers in like uh, Half Life. It was massive. It was a huge leg, and I'm and they're like, oh yeah, this is like the sweetest meat on the crab. Da da da. And I'm like, I cannot. I don't care how good it is. I don't care if it's the size of a baseball bat. I can't spend seventy five dollars on one crab leg. <laughs> you know I mean, what I mean? like you, what the hell? You could. Oh, I'd feel bad. <laughs> Damn, I, Maybe I don't know. Next time, I, I just so th- I just hate when stuff's just like a pain in the ass to eat. Well, because it's really bad when you go to like I don't know, say like a buffet or something like that, and you got yeah. like unlimited crabs legs, right? And you get like the small ass ones. You're sitting there, you're spending like third twenty thirty minutes of your time, yeah, smashing and cracking shells, shitty piece of meat out, yeah, yeah and that you're getting a little apart. little tiny piece of meat, and by the time you crack all that fucking shell open, that meat is probably cold because you're taking yeah. so damn long, yeah, yeah. I've been there on that tip I mean, for sure. I definitely Cra- prefer awesome. non-shellfish over normal fish or 
Yeah, I prefer normal fish. Yeah, I prefer normal fish over shellfish. There we go. <laughs> to me, top tier is okay. like sushi. Because su- there's no there's no trick to sushi. You just eat it. You put it in your mouth. You, hole just, stuff, you just stuff the whole yeah, thing in your mouth. Even if it looks like you're not supposed to, you just you just put the whole thing yeah, in there. Yeah, and you don't even have to worry about bones with sushi. I mean, unless you have like a really bad sushi chef. But it's it's very, it's a simple, straightforward mechanic. And then you move on to fillets that you have to worry about bone. But at least it's like little. And then shellfish just fucking sucks. <laughs> I mean, it's delicious, but it fucking sucks to eat. I love me like, some shrimp, though. I love me I some love shrimp. shrimp. Yeah, I got, I got Becky. Day. I got her her own uh, uh, shrimp cocktail, and they had it out with like the dry ice, and so like the mist and fog and shit is like popping out the bottom. And all were that these fancy. like the fucking the shrimp that are bigger than like three fingers? Like, they were huge, just ginormous. They were like uh, it was like five shrimp per pound. <laughs> Like Drake and Josh, were. real big shrimp. Oh, that's uncomfortable. It was, it was, that's uncomfortably big. Yeah. <laughs> they, they were good. But that place was phenomenal. And then the next day, they call me on the phone. They're like, we just wanted to ensure that your, that your experience was, you know, phenomenal or something like that. And I was like, consider yourself insured. It was awesome. Nice. Like, I'll come back, you know. So. Wow, that's good customer service. I will say that. Yeah. Yeah. They went the extra mile. Yeah. They didn't fart in my chair. So. Did, did they double check to see if you shat well that night? After. They didn't. No, they didn't. They didn't <laughs> offer to stop by and wipe for <laughs> okay, me or anything. So, so not quite the Hello, best customer we're checking service. To, we're calling to check on your stool after eating at our fun <laughs> yeah, establishment. Could you, could you send us a sample? A sample of it for testing. <laughs> a sample. A sample. Just a quick sample of your stool. We're sending you a, a beaker. We need you to poop in this. <laughs> it's shaped like a toilet for your fun. Isn't this amusing? <laughs> <laughs> this is the best customer service. <laughs> Attach, attach this piece to your phone and give us the scan data. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so speaking of sending things to your house, uh, okay. <laughs> what what do you men know and understand about a little service called Amazon Wardrobe? What do you know? Uh, n- nothing. It's a new thing. I I just recently came to understand and and learn about, and so apparently. I, I, I was googling it, googling it, and uh, it seems that some people think you have to be like invited. You have to get an email invitation to participate in this program. But I don't remember ever getting an email, and I just went online and I tried to do it, and I could do it, and I did do it. And so this is what it is: Amazon wardrobe is not like open to the public apparently yet. No, only a few select people can do it. Whatever, try it. I'm interested to see if you guys can do it. But uh, you select a minimum of three and a maximum of eight pieces of clothing in the Amazon wardrobe store specifically, they send it all to you in a box that is resealable with a return label. And they give you seven days to wear the clothes before they actually charge your card. So they'll send you up to eight pieces of clothing to try on. And then you go online and say, Hey, I'm keeping this, this, and this I'm returning this, this, and this. And then you use the box that came in it. Like I said, it's resealable. It comes with a return label and everything already. You drop it off at UPS and then at the at the end of at day eight, right? They uh, will charge whatever the remainder is that isn't returned. That's I've I've heard of similar services. Interesting. To this. Not that I'm going to say any by name unless you you know sponsor. But um, right. Yeah, I, I've heard of similar services, and I've always thought like that's kind of neat. Um, have you tried it? I have tried it on, and I'm going to keep. Yeah, I'm going to keep at least four pieces of clothing. That you know over a so- hundred bucks. I'm oh shit! <clears throat> like, are they, like, are they? What did you get? Like, some dress shirts. Some I got dress three pants. pairs. I got three pairs of jeans. I'm keeping okay. two of them. 
I got a lot. I'm a big fan of the uh, zip up, like the light spring hoodie. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the not too thick hoodie with a zipper and some drawstrings. No, I got that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of those. I wear those almost every single day over a t-shirt. That's basically my my uniform in life. But so I got like two or three of those. Uh, then I got a little experimental, right? Because I was like, well, shit, like, you know, if I'm not obligated, I'm going to try some shit I've never tried before. Maybe I wouldn't be seen buying, you know, in a store either out in public. So I got this Lacoste like zip up. I don't know how to call it. They, I guess they call it a sweater jacket or some shit like that. It looked terrible. It was they said it was double XL, but it really was probably like a large Nice. <laughs> in normal like you know normal terms so it looked i look like a fat guy in a little coat when i put that on so that was fat dumb. guy in a little coat and so i'm gonna return that and just some other you know various hoodies but i'm gonna keep you know at least probably about half the stuff i got did you get a nice uh, and i'm gonna keep using did it did you get a nice spring sundress to try on i mean you said you were experimenting i just thought i'd ask <laughs> Not yet, but I mean, maybe Becky will, you know, okay. eventually. I, I'm going to keep using the service, dude. It was free. You know? I mean, it, it, sounds like, it sounds like an excuse to feel the breeze between your knees, if, <laughs> I, if you know what I mean. I, it's free up to a point. I mean, at the end, the ones that you keep, right, you still have to pay for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You you go wait, online wait, can, and you have seven days. Can you buy like that. suits? There is like nice clothes. There's dress up clothes there. Yeah, so it's gonna say accessories too, and shoes. If if someone wanted to, couldn't couldn't they just turn that into a free like suit rental service? You you know what I mean? Like they could abuse the shit out of it. I'm wondering about that. You know, I mean, I they everything comes with tags on it. Most things come with tags on it. All my (laughs) jeans, all my jeans came with tags. So it's like a rental suit service, but your suits have tags on them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I definitely took the tags off the jeans I knew I was gonna keep. Right. So, but I think it's a cool service. You can't. You can't return them if you have the tags on them, or if you don't have the tags on them. I don't even know, to be honest oh. with you. I bet you could. Amazon takes anything back. That's true. They don't care. Yeah. They take everything back. They do. They they're cut. They really strive for good customer service. So I'll give them that. You know, they've. And there's been some difficulties I've had with them over the years, but you know, they tend to you know tend to treat me right at the end of the day. I've been you know with them probably like ten years now. Yeah. Thanks. Well, thanks, stop. Jeff Bezos. I should have bought stock ten years ago, dude. I'd I would have like you know quadruple sextupled my my investment. Yeah, you'd be like stupid rich at this point. Damn it, you'd be a billionaire. So, all right. I'd be a Bitcoin billionaire. So one last crazy thing. I have no segue for this at all. But I went to an old time movie theater uh, yesterday after work. A movie passed it, of course. That's not even the interesting part. The movie theater was fine, but I'm not. I'm just not used to being like. I don't know like a hundred yards away from the, from the screen anymore. I'm just not used to that kind of experience, but you know, that's how old theaters are because there's no stadium seating or anything like that. So I was really far. It seemed like I was watching the movie on a cell phone <laughs> in front of Damn. me, but uh, I watched a quiet place. I saw it. Ooh, that's the one with Jim from the office, right? He's like in a horror movie. I know of the office. I'm not a huge, I mean, I, I am a fan. I just never had the time to watch it. I'm sure it's a great show, but yeah, that's, that's right. John Krasinski. Yeah, he yeah. directed it. I did not know that. He directed A Quiet Place because he's getting a lot of buzz right now. Someone double check me, but I'm pretty sure he directed it. Uh, he might have written it too, but he plays the dad in the movie, and it's like, yeah, I don't want. I don't know. I mean, it's brand new. I don't know if I should get too spoilery or not. Yeah, just just give us give us your impressions. You don't have to, you have to go give story story spoilers. My impressions were that it was a unique take. If you're a fan of Tremors, which I'm a huge fan of the movie Tremors, this is evocative of that. It's part it's part 
you know what? The thing that surprised me was it became way more of like a popcorn kind of summer flick than a straight up horrific kind of movie. There are horrific things in it, but it became way more like Predator or even like Jurassic Park than I was expecting. You know, oh, so it kind of turns into a little bit of an action movie towards the end. Kind of. Yeah, it, it definitely, you know, you definitely get a great look at, at the the thing, things slash things. I won't say anything. So the quiet. But uh, yeah, the quiet. You definitely get a great look at him. It's not like mysterious or anything like, no, you see. Oh, these. so this is like a cre- this is more like a creature feature. Yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. Because honestly, like I've heard a lot of buzz about this movie, but I have not a single clue well, what it's about. So. It's just you know the unique experience about it that I enjoyed was that obviously like the whole thing is like shut up, be quiet, or you're, we're gonna die. And the experience that I the thing that I appreciated was how quiet the theater was because everyone's scared to death to make a noise. Oh. Like people were changing, people were changing the way they're like clearing their throat. People are like not eating any crunchy food. <laughs> People are like sitting there just like you could hear your heartbeat in your chest. That's because the whole theater is so quiet. That's actually pretty cool. I'm kind of a fan of that. See, but the thing I was thinking about you, Robert, yesterday, because I was like, Robert would hate this because you hate jump scares. You're right. And so when it's so quiet, it makes it so easy to do that kind of stuff. Yeah, but I'm also a big fan of when movies directly affect the audience Oh, right, right. right we're, yeah. we're like you can tell the audience as a whole, as a macro organism, has changed the way it breathes, it acts, it reacts because of right. how the movie affects them. That totally happens here. Yeah, because because I mean it's so easy to go to like a Marvel movie and just you know everyone laughs at the laughs and you know claps at the good action whatever, but like it doesn't change the people or like the what your your experience is in the theater, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. from what I'm hearing, that's actually really interesting. I kind of want to see that in theaters now. I, it was very crowded for a Tuesday night. It was very crowded, almost sold out. Uh, I would say that it is the kind of movie that I would absolutely recommend seeing in a theater with a group of people. It's a, it makes it a different thing, and it's a good movie. You know, I mean, I have my own critiques about it. I don't think it's perfect, but I I, I, I found it enjoyable, even though I was looking at it on a screen like three inches big. <laughs> you know, wait. I was in literally in the back row. I mean, you, uh, you were right earlier, by the way, that John Krasinski did write. He was part of the screenplay and director. Okay. Yeah, I thought I saw his name. I will say this though, that the ending is awesome. <laughs> okay. I don't know. You might either love it or hate it. You might. Well, I can see it being polarizing. I am in the camp of loving that ending. So, so the, the the thing about horror movies, well, first of all, a lot of people are saying that this movie is like the best like horror movie that's come out in like the ten last 10, 15 years. No, Get Out is better. Okay. Um, and also, uh, I it's it's really hard for horror movies. A lot of the times, I feel that like to have good endings, like oftentimes they do yeah. not have good endings. Here's what I'll say, and I'll leave it a little cryptic, and this will probably be the one of the last things I want to say about this movie. The ending, there is a parallel believe it or not, between the ending of A Quiet Place and the beginning of Doom. <laughs> the last game. Is John Krasinski the fucking Doom Marine? <laughs> he's, he's the Space Marine. No, I'm just kidding. There he's is the a fucking but, Doom Slayer. Once you play the beginning of Doom and then go watch Quiet Place, you're going to be like, that, there's a through line there. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Like Doom right. 2016. Awesome. Looks, looks yeah, like we're going to Mars. Yes. The new one. There is a similarity there. You're like, oh, yeah. Yep. That's fucking wild. 
it's awesome. It's a really great ending. So, well, and again, I can see it being polarized. In. I can see it being polarizing, but I liked it a lot. And so that's it. I don't want to say too much about it. Maybe if you guys decide to watch it, we can do a spoiler cast Maybe. Uh, in the in the in the coming weeks. But uh, I, I recommend it, and I definitely would say don't wait till it streams or is on DVD or anything. Watch it in theaters now. I mean, we can maybe do a spoiler cast of it if if we get through our other spoiler cast. We need to get through Colin of Near Automata. Oh, every oh, week we're yeah. gonna be on you, sir. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm uh, not even done with it yet either. I only beat it the first time. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. I'm. I'm thinking about coming back to it now that I have Ivy Yakuza Kiwami out of the way. So yeah, I might. But you have less than a week until Yakuza Six is gonna be on your plate. So. I don't know. I'm still debating whether or not I want to play it before I play the other ones. Up to you. But let's start talking about games we've been playing, shall we? So, Colin, do you want to start us off? Uh, yeah. So, wait. Do we want to talk about the game you and I have been playing? Yeah, start with, want to talk start about... with uh, the game you've been playing. I, I'm curious what All you've right. been touching up on. All right. So, after after playing um, you know, a couple of long-running games, I wanted to jump into a game where I could just have some mindless and ridiculous, over-the-top fun, just blow shit up and just just do whatever the hell I want. And that game for me right now is Just Cause Three. I knew you were gonna say that. Awesome! It was on sale recently. Yeah, it was on. Well, it was I was on sale a while back, and I picked it up. I just I just recently started, you know, really playing it. And cool, like it, it's definitely scratching that itch that I haven't had since I played Sunset Overdrive. And oh. Sunset Overdrive was like one of my favorite games. Um, I still have that game on my shelf, even though I don't have an Xbox to play. It. <laughs> I mean, I think you can get on the Microsoft Store, right? Because you can play it in uh, PC. It's not on PC. It's not on PC. I don't think it's. It's not on PC. I don't think so. I would be shocked, Ab- and I'm going to leave right now if it is to go play. <laughs> Damn. Well, anyway, yeah, it's sitting on my shelf. I don't. I don't own an Xbox either. Like I said before, I, I borrowed a buddy's. Anyway, um, yeah, in, in the same vein that that. Uh, Sunset Overdrive is just like all about having over the top ridiculous fun and it never really takes itself too seriously. Right. Just Cause 3 is kind of like that. It has a vaguely serious story in that it's all about like this dictator is taking over this very like almost Cuba-esque like uh, country and like you're trying to like liberate it, right? Um, Because the idea is you're trying to you take over like you take back all these settlements by literally blowing everything up. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) they're like, okay, go into this base. You got to blow up all these propane tanks. Now you got to blow up all these transistors (laughs) and all these turbines. Now you got to rip down all these towers like but it's fun. Like it's ridiculously fun. You're just a dude with a grappling hook, a parachute and uh, one of those squirrel suits. The the wingsuit. Right. Still one of the best sizzler trailers in the industry. One of the best announcers, man, they got me so hyped for that game when they were like pre E3 when they were announcing it and everything. I was like, oh, my gosh, I have a question for you, though, Colin. Like, how's it running? Because I knew that was like a question when it first launched. Um, It, it runs really well. I I'm running at ultra high settings. It seemed the graphics are a little bit underwhelming to me. I thought they were that the game looked better than I remember. Um, But or I thought the or excuse me, the game doesn't look as good as I remember okay. uh, because Though it looks okay and the water looks amazing, but like the rest of the textures are just kind of bland looking. And I do notice a little bit of uh, like every once in a while you get a little bit of a, bit of a, like a shimmer or like a pop in, but not, like huh. pretty pretty regular open world. And you're running on stuff. a 1060, right? 1060, yeah. And the gotcha. game, I'm think I'm running at at 60 frames. So you are. I, I don't know if it's because I mean this game is four three years old three years yeah, old I think so, so I, I might have a little I, I have a little bit of overhead there so that, that I could be just powering through it because of my rig um 
but no, it, I mean it runs decently well, and I mean, no, Jack, you have like a freaking 1080, so you're gonna you're gonna blaze through it no problem. You know, you don't Excuse have anything to worry about. Excuse me, it's actually a 1080 Ti. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, oh. This is why you people know, hate PC, PC master race hair flowing guys, in yeah, the wind, seriously. guys. This is why people hate PC gamers. <laughs> yeah, that was the one rule in the uh, Slack at work, the video game Slack channel was like no PC versus console <laughs> debates. <That's laughs> no, the only no PC MR. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. But anyway, so they, um, I did play Just Cause 2 originally before, and the, and the thing that, that really opens this one up is the wingsuit, because getting around this game world is so ridiculously enjoyable. It's like, why would you ever want to drive a car, though? Like, like it, yeah, it's cool to drive cars in this game. They're really arcadey feeling, and you can do burnouts and donuts and stuff. Um, and you have to actually unlock the cars. But, like, they give you the wingsuit and the parachute, and you can use the grappling hook. So you can so you use the grappling hook and then you like it'll pull you towards something. You hit the parachute button and then you can go from that parachute button that takes you up like another thousand feet and then you can go right into the wingsuit. So you have you basically never had to touch the ground if you don't want to. Cool. So it, it makes traversing the game world ridiculously fun. And then they give the, they brought the brought in this new feature from two called tethering where you can attach one side of uh, your your uh, grappling hook to uh like basically attach two things together and then you hit a button and you can make those things reel into each other <laughs> so you can like make a car like be like hang up on a, a tower and like hang a bunch of cars on a tower and then it'll just collapse and just yeah anything you want to do in this game you can do and that then that's like exactly what i wanted a game all about just having fun and just oh man yeah stealing you know cars needs to be? Shit up. you know what there so. needs to be there needs to be a gun maybe they can do this in uh Borderlands 3 when they announce it this E3. But there needs to be a gun that shoots explo- unexploded exploding barrels. Which you can then shoot. That'd be fun. I'd play with that. That'd be great. That'd be great. That'd be really cool, actually. Hmm. Someone do that. Hmm. T- uh, trademark it right now, Jack. It's your idea, TM. Yeah. TM, TM. Oh, I'm mailing it to myself. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Uh, I mean, uh, isn't that kind of kind of already a thing? I mean, in, in some games, I guess you could enter in console commands and you could spawn them. That's what I was wondering. Yeah, you could but, do probably that that's very thing gun. in Just Cause Three. But that's not a gun. <laughs> it's it's true. Yeah, it yeah, a gun true. specifically like that. That would be a cool. Yeah. Thing. I, for so, Just Cause 3 is a game I've always wanted to play Because I love Just Cause 2 I loved how shitty the same. story was And how terrible the voice <laughs> acting yeah, was Yeah, because no one cares same, about same. the story yeah, though. That's it, not like I think that, that Just Cause 3 at the beginning Just kind of parodies itself It's like, it's like Rico, come on, we're going to give you some upgrades Okay, now just go fuck shit up Okay, bye Nice. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's kind of all I need That's all I want out of my Just Cause games Yeah, it, I mean, that's pretty much exactly it Like, I mean all you got to worry about is just blowing shit up and just keep blowing shit up until you see the credits roll and then just keep blowing some more shit up. And then as you blow shit up and blow more shit up, they give you more tools to keep blowing shit up. So it's how's how's the world? It's very colorful. A lot of saturated colors, um, a lot very mountainous. There's like four different islands. There's like three smaller islands and then there's one giant like mainland. Um, and Man. the sense of scale in the game is like like you liberate the first region on the map. You're like, wow, that's a good portion of the map. And then you zoom out and you realize that's just the island below the giant fucking landmass that you can go liberate. Like the map is huge. Dude, nice. I want to play um, that game. It's just I keep hearing I get gun shy about the issues I heard about it running on, you know, graphics cards and stuff. So I'll wait because, you know, it's always going to be. I'm not like having five, any issues, bucks. man. I'm telling you. Okay. Like, All right. You're and, you're uh, encouraging me further. And it gets pretty yeah. cheap too now on sales. It's like seven yeah. bucks. Or something like that. Yeah, I think I'm you know, gonna pull the trigger. So here, let me let me guys let me ask you this question. So when you guys play an open world game, what's like the first thing you want to do? 
uh, get as high as humanly possible, like in the world, not on weed. But it, <laughs> in the in the game, using in-game weed is what you mean, right? No, yeah, no, I mean yeah. like finding the top highest point and getting there. That's like the first. Yeah, thing I see, like to do. see, Jack, Jack is is going with my style because what did I do? As soon as I found a helicopter, I literally drove it to the highest tip of the top, <laughs> like tallest mountain in the yeah. game. I landed on it. I jumped off of it and then wingsuited all the way down to the furthest point in the game that I possibly could. Nice. And Go I ahead. actually got an, atro- uh, an achievement for wingsuiting for over five minutes. Nice. Dang, <laughs> five minutes. Jeez. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like that game. What like, from what I've heard and what I remember, it was like middlingly successful, right? Like it wasn't a blowout success or anything. It's never been like yeah. a massive breakout series. Yeah, it was a major. It was a major victim of uh, the bad reviews and like ca- people campaigning because it just wasn't running well again when it first launched. Yeah, uh, and so it just got really, really hammered on Steam. I think they have since you know kind of turned it around over the years. But yeah, I think it's been patched. So yeah, yeah. So they, you know, they have that histogram of reviews now, and now they do like recent reviews and shit. So yeah, I'd love to see what a Just Cause Four would look like. I feel like I, that'd be wild. I think it, there will think be a happen. sequel. I think there will be. I mean, I think Three did what it needed to do. Yeah. Though I wonder how they're going to make it even more ridiculous than it already is. You can just straight up fly now. You don't even need a wingsuit. You can just launch. Like, however, I mean, yeah, pretty. I mean, but, well, here's the thing, though, like on top of that, you can already just like take an airplane or any any uh, helicopter you want. Like it literally was to the point where like I was soaring through the air. I grapple hooked onto a fucking plane in midair and stole it. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. <laughs> they mean movies like that. You know, it's, you just really feel like a Marvel superhero in that game. In a Dude, way. just wait for the new Fast and the Furious movie. I'm sure it'll happen. I know. Fast right? and like, the fucking, they're going to give Vin Diesel a grappling hook. skydiving with tanks. <laughs> No shit. Like right before I jumped on the on this recording, I, I I went all the way to the furthest tip of the like the smallest island, found a makeshift airport, stole a plane, drove it over to an enemy base where a b- bunch of like comm towers were, like these really extremely tall comm towers, and there was a big satellite on the top, and I just fucking crashed the plane, <laughs> nice into the tallest comm tower, right into the satellite dish, and I got a trophy. <laughs> This is your this is your four eleven. Got got him <laughs> too soon. Yikes. Got him. I was listening to three eleven while I did it. Whoa, meta. <laughs> nice. Um, Colin, you and I also played another game, that, a very bodacious, yeah, radical. Uh, I forgot this was a thing. This is like, yeah. All right, all right. I'll let you say the name of the game, but I need to say something right now. He just did radical heights. So this is literally I've I've come to realize this is the gamification of a man's midlife crisis yeah. made manifest. Yeah. That's exactly we're seeing yeah. the deconstruction of a man before our eyes in our hands <laughs> on Steam today. We are seeing this. All right. And it is fucking tragic. So for some background for those of you who don't know just cuz this is very new. Like the day it was announced on uh, Monday which it was very it was received very uh lukewarm is putting it very very nicely <laughs> it was kind of downvoted to hell um oh was it yeah so this is boss key studios new game you might remember them from that very good hero shooter called lawbreakers that is still very <sighs> successful and oh. doesn't have only dozens of people playing it it has so Poor many liar. players um <laughs> 
Yeah, they've so I guess we're getting a little bit into news. So like earlier this week, Bosky released this in a uh, fucking uh, a thing, a notice saying, "Hey, we're gonna stop pr- production on Lawbreakers." It didn't turn out as good Damn. as we wanted it to, and ever and the entire internet was like, "Well, no shit." Uh, let's play a game real quick. Guess how many people are playing Lawbreakers in the planet Earth right now? Four. Three. You fuck it. You're both wrong, but Colin's right. Bet more uh, right with two. Two people as of the time of recording this are playing Lawbreakers right it's now. It's just the one people. One. More humans on the planet Earth are doing the Tiny Disc podcast than playing Lawbreakers right now. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a fucking fact. That's a that's a real true facts. Um so yeah, Boskies said like, "Hey, Lawbreakers wasn't so good." Maybe. So we're going to focus on a new passion project that we will reveal later. And then later happened and then they revealed Radical Heights, which is a super 80s fucking game show battle royale. Yeah, battle fucking royale. That's not the worst thing I've played actually. Oh, man. Why? That's, Here's see, a- that's the ironic part is like Robert and I actually kind of had a good time playing it. <laughs> yeah. And, and it was it was more so because we made it a good time. Like as a game, it's it's, it's it's I mean, it's super early access, super, super, super early access. Like the buildings don't even have textures. They're just wireframes. Yeah. And, and you don't still, swim. Like, a- a, it's still like a bitch to run too. Actually, oh yeah, and it, it, it ran pretty smoothly for me. But I mean, it's required it, specs, right? Or oh yeah, it's high. recommended specs for ridiculous. I don't think we were pushing sixty frames. No, um, but, I, but I clearly I remember. Mean, you can't even swim in the water. Yeah, you can't even swim in the water. You walk on the water. Yeah, I remember wow. like, when I was playing it with Colin for the first match. I was just running around. And I was like, oh wow, that water doesn't look good. It looks like it's like, blue. It's fucking. Blue. Yeah, like, it's take so the bluest blue. liquid you've ever seen to make it even more blue. And and Colin was just like, wait for it. And I'm like, wait for what? And I start running into the water. And I am now Jesus running on top of the uh. water. <laughs> Not swimming, because they don't have any texture or animation for that. It's super At least early. It's a access, free guys. game. Why would they this is how desperate they are to get law to wash their hands of lawbreakers, right? They're like, throw this game out there that could run on a Nintendo 64. Like, put it on Steam. It's not even finished. Screw it. The water collision isn't even there. Like, they're just so desperate. And my question to you is, wouldn't, like, Lawbreakers being free be the next logical step rather than developing a whole new game? I don't know. That's what I would think. But, I mean, they made a whole new game that is free. You can download it right now. It's the only reason that I decided, yeah, you know, I'll play it. I mean, Colin asked me to, and I was like, yeah, it's free. I'll I'll try it out. Where are the microtransaction traps? So, um... It's all a customization. It's all like changing what your character Cosmetics. looks like. Um, yeah. So you can buy rad gems uh, for real world money. It basically breaks down to about a dollar for a hundred gems, and like the cheapest oh. items in the store are like two fifty. So are they seriously called rad? Gems? They're called rad gems. Rad gems. Yeah. Like Jack, and have you? If you get the, have ahead. you fucking looked at the copy on the Steam page of like what Who? this game is? I think it's Clifford Blazinski that writes those now at this point. Do, do, have you looked at it? There are some of the worst descriptions for games on the internet, and that's hard to do. It's just... Bod- Who wants to read it? Bodacious BMX bikes, tubular third-person can- gunplay, and other features like play for free. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Saved by the Bell, Zach Morris, Mr. Belding. You remember that, you get, right? You get like you get cash as king, and you find it in game, and you spend it on righteous cosmetics. Righteous cosmetics. Righteous, Listen, bro. There are cars strewn without the game world, and the only thing you can ride is a bike. <laughs> you can only ride bikes. And <laughs> I want this game to essentially end up being like a bike and skating simulator. Like I want this yeah. game to be the new skate, but is battle royale. Please, yes, just I, please I just, make it bike heavy. I just came to realize something, guys. That fidget spinner game callback from like episode thirteen or whatever right. it was. Yeah, it might be a better, more developed, fleshed out game than this thing. I don't, I don't know about this. This is it's a basic battle royale at least. Like it's competent in what it is. Hundred people, a full hundred people. You've. <laughs> Yeah, you fall in. <laughs> oh yeah, you fall in. You don't parachute. There's no parachute. You just you don't like a mile high, and then you just dodge roll when you hit the ground. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of funny. But you get to land, decide where you land. Yeah, yeah, you decide where you land, and they do something okay. kind of interesting. Where so instead of like a circular zone closing in, it's like the map is spread up like it's a grid, and um. When you're first landing, they turn off random grid, like grid points, I guess, squares of the map, and it can it's truly random. Like you could like have a cut through the through the map that you can't go through or something like that. Like there was one time where Colin and I landed and we landed in separate places and we couldn't meet up for like a minute or else we'd die like because we had to cross the zone. And then it resets where it's like <sighs> the outer zones, the outer grids close in on you. Man, right. I am losing my breath just trying to keep up with all this bodaciousness in one game. I don't know if my fragile mind can handle it, but this is like such a tragic like call for help, right? This is like a plea for help. This is like this is like a suicide note you find. <laughs> I don't know. It's oh just really this is really terrible. I just I, it's just so they're desperate, man. Please give us money, please. We're gonna close. Here, here, here's the thing, though. I kept saying this while me and Robert were playing yesterday, and I'm probably I'm gonna get skewered by somebody on the internet, probably a lot of people for saying this. But if this game, like, if give this game some time and get let them let them refine it for a while, which will probably take way too long, most likely. In fact, it, it, I, I almost know it will. Um, to refine itself, kind of work out the kinks, clean it up, like refine the gameplay a little bit. I would play this more than I would like to play Fortnite. Whoa, what? Yeah. Like, really? I... Because here, well, here's the thing. I also, like, I like Fortnite, but I don't care for the building mechanic. And this is like a happy medium for me, especially with the... I'm a sucker for 80s aesthetic. This is like a happy medium between PUBG and Fortnite for me. And plus the games move a lot quicker. Like they have, like Robert and I were always commenting on how how quick the games moved. Like yeah. you, like you dropped, a, and then there was a hundred people. Next thing you know, you were down to the top twenty before you even knew it. Like it, they were is extremely quick. And I mean, the the idea that you can you can buy guns while playing, like from vending machines, like so you, so it's not always a problem of like finding good guns because you can just straight up buy them. You can transfer your money over to the next game by saving it in ATMs, which is cool. Um, I mean, there's a lot of like features there that I have it going for me. It's just the game is just such in such rough shape that it's like it's not really giving it a chance, a good chance against the other ones. You know what I mean? So is, is I don't it know. compatible? It has is potential. It, is there? I'm sure there's gonna be a mobile play, right? There has to be. 
Who knows? I, I mean, mean, it's super early knows? access right now. I think they're only focusing on a PC release. Extreme early access. Yeah, literally extreme early access. Um, I'm looking at Steam Spy right now. Actually, la- yesterday on the day of launch, April 10th, uh, 8,718 people was the concurrent, like peak concurrent players. Hey. So, I mean, that's not bad for the first day of a beta. I mean, I mean, it's all right, I guess. Um, it's free. Yeah, it's free. That's that's the main yeah. thing, right? I Ooh. I want to see where this goes because I feel like if this game ends up actually being successful, that would be like a really wild underdog story for Cliffy B. I don't think it's gonna go that well. I think it's going to be like, oh, it's all right, and then everyone forgets about it. But yeah, I mean, here's the thing though. Like all, the, I never actually played Lawbreakers, but all the things I heard about it, like even though not a lot of people played it. At least I heard the gameplay was really nice. Like it was tight. It mm-hmm. felt good, and like they had a good basis for a game there. It's just it just didn't catch on, and they were going for the wrong market. Yeah, no, I, I can and, I can attest to that. Lawbreakers was hella fun to play. I think. Right, and no. so here I think they have the same problem. I mean, the the game is just released in such a raw state that it can't really exemplify that as much. But I think that that being the designers that they have on their team, there is talent there. There's major talent on that team from what I've seen. And I think if they, they just give it time and this can get it to where it needs to be, it'll be a fun game to play. I just don't know if it's the right time. And I mean, it's <sighs> not. It, it really isn't, though. Like, obviously, by the people, the way people have reacted to this game, it's not the right time or place. <laughs> but so I, I, want it, I want it to work, though, because I actually enjoyed what I played. I haven't played it. So full disclosure there. But Boss Key may, in fact, have... One of the, if not the worst track record <laughs> coming into this of any studio that I can think of in recent memory. And yeah. I just don't see this necessarily like being the Fortnite that they are hoping for. Mm-mm. Yeah, I can't I, I can't be optimistic, but like I I wish for the I wish the best for them, though. Like I, I really hope it works out. I agree. I, I hope for the best for them, but I don't think the game is going to reach the radical heights that they think it will. <sighs> There was a time uh, where that was sighing. a very coveted company to work for. There was a time where everyone was looking to work at Bosky. Like that was they had all the buzz and they have just squandered every ounce of that at this point. Well, yeah, I, just I don't mean, know if it's gonna get they it came out with Lawbreak. Wasn't Lawbreakers their first game, right? Yep. Yes. Yeah. So, they, I mean, dude, they just they, they just didn't stick the landing. Yeah. They tried so hard to build a lot of buzz around Lawbreakers, too. I remember their like their PR and marketing for it, you know, went back like a year or two before the game actually came out. So they had yeah, a good they had chance. Gl- yeah, they had Greg Miller on to announce that they're doing it on PS4, that they were releasing it on PS4. And, and then they fucked it up on release and made it like a really obtuse game to understand. But I will say, I think Radical Heights is worth a play because it's free. And there's something magical about playing that while listening to a synthwave playlist on Spotify. It, <laughs> it feels very right. It feels like one of the like best things you could do. On a on a good Sunday night or something. Wow, I'm surprised you guys are so high on this game. Honestly, I'm radically I mean, they call, high. They call the cheeseburger a Royale with cheese in this game. All right, that's true. So you, you just eat cheeseburgers for health. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's 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 the epitome of 80s superficial American consumerism. So it's like Blood Dragon. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's yeah, kind it's of, pretty Blood Dragony. And, and I'll I'll admit easily that like part of the reason I am giving this game a lot of passes is because it's playing on like this. 80s nostalgia right because like the 80s was a cool time like i mean 
you know, living through it, maybe not as much, right? But like looking back on it, right? The 80s was like a really cool synthy time, right? Like it was rad to be alive in the 80s, bro. It was the tubular, tubular decade, you know? And this game is fucking playing on that super hard. No, like when you buy a gun, there's a song that plays. And when Colin bought one, I was like, did they just play fucking Danger Zone? And he was like, yep. no, they played a fake version of Danger yeah. Zone. Yeah, <laughs> I might just I this might just I mean, I don't know. It's making me feel cringy more than anything. This might be the cringiest game I'm here. I don't know. Oh, it I'm totally is. But I think in, it, like, it knows it, though. Yeah, it totally knows okay. it. Like, okay. yeah, like and I mean, if you buy the if you buy the founders pack or whatever, you can make your character look like John Rambo. I'll say this. Like, if the game is still around, like in people's consciousness and people are talking about it like in a month, maybe I'll try it out. But until then. Yeah, I, I fooled me once with lawbreakers. Fuckers. Yeah, I, I think it should take a couple more months in the oven to see where it goes. Um, I think with a with a studio like Bosky, like they at least like if anything, they at least are dedicated to their turds. You know, they kept releasing update after update. To, Dude, are, are to you going to make turd dedication like the title of this episode? <laughs> No, but I'm just saying, like, like, they're dedicated to it, right? Like, I think even if Radical Heights flops for a while, they're still going to keep pumping out update after update to try and make it better. How are they keeping the lights on around there? That's what I want to know. Gears of War money. Gears of War Phoenix, whatever his fucking face is. Gears of War 5 residuals. Yeah. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. Here's a trick. Uh, Cliffy B actually gets 25 cents every time someone says Gears of War. Yeah. Anyone, anytime anyone compares the chainsaw and the shotgun to peanut butter and chocolate, an angel gets their wings. And Cliffy B is an angel. Yes. So he he's selling all those extra wings. <laughs> all right. <laughs> That's where he gets the money. Um, I, I like Radical Heights was the one game that I played with Colin. Um, I did beat Far Cry Five over um the weekend, and I that just, game has a cheeseburger, huh? That game has a cheeseburger. Yeah, it does. It has a bear named Cheeseburger who fucking awesome. mauls things. Except for he That's dies awesome. super easy. I mean, he's a bit. Oh, I thought you just spoiled the game. No, no, he dies super easy when you when you like pull him out, and it's like, well, does I, he come back though? Yeah, yeah. It takes like twelve minutes for okay. a follower. Like I, when they die, okay, um, they respawn in like twelve minutes or something. <sighs> My um, heart just skipped a beat there. I thought you spoiled <laughs> the game. For I was like, Cheeseburger dies no. <laughs> no, you know, for someone who didn't give a shit about the story, that that struck a chord with you. <gasps> cheeseburger well, dies. Yeah, no. well, when there's a fucking bear named Cheeseburger, I'm I'm paying attention. You know, I I learned more things about Cheeseburger. He has diabetes. This bear has diabetes because Dude, far- because he he loves barbecue and he ate so much sweet sweet barbecue sauce that he has diabetes now. <laughs> Dude, oh I God. love the descriptions in Far Cry. They're so good. And they all the way back to Far Cry 3, they're hilarious if you go yeah. in there and read them. Yeah, um oh, uh, the Far worth Cry the time. F- yeah, the Far Cry 5 like weapons and item shop, like it's always fun reading the descriptions. They they do a lot of like play on words and stuff, which is really nice. Um the main thing I did want to talk about though with beating the game is just like my impressions of the final two lieutenants that I didn't talk about and then the the ending, which is fucking wild as all hell no spoilers I, i'll try my best so i'll say that probably the best part of the game is the lieutenant who's like the sister her name's faith because she pl- like she's basically drugs 
Like, she is the epitome of, of drugs and hallucination. So, like, every every experience you have with her and around her is actually, like, kind of interesting and wacky and kind of makes you think, like, did that just really happen or did I just get high? What the fuck? Um, so, I think the game is, like, it, it's worth playing through that story, if anything, because it's just interesting. The most interesting, I think, the game has to offer. Um, the other lieutenant I fought, Jacob, who's the very, like, we call the, we destroy the weak we kill the weak because when you kill the weak it makes the herd stronger and we are animals and we love to be strong because only the strong get to fuck and move forward in life and create youngins like he's very evolutionary right um okay and I just I love how stupid the Far Cry writing is because like with every load screen they show you like an image of the lieutenant of like whatever region you're in because it's split into like three different areas. It shows you the lieutenant and then like a quote of something they say. And every time it's like this is the shittiest fucking thing. Like that one Call of Duty game where every time you died in the campaign and they show you a quote from like Gandhi or like Colin Powell or something. That was better than whatever this was because like some of the quotes are like I call the herd. It's what I do. Like, that's it. And it's like, <laughs> how is this How is this inspiring or whatever the fuck you're trying to go for? Um, but I'll, I will say the ending is worth watching on YouTube. Like, right uh, now, if you're not going to... Because, like, it'll take you, like, 20-plus hours to get to it in the game. And it's fucking buck wild. I don't think I'm going to spoil the game for myself. I think I'm going to get it when it gets cheaper. I mean, if you say so, like for me, it was, it was one of the, like they give you two options, you know, like an A or B and and like it's, they make it very obvious that like B is like non-canon because they only dedicate like a minute of like, like after you make that decision, it's like a minute until the credits roll. But when you make the right. other decision, it's like there's a full on game sequence and you know, like all that kind of stuff. Like it's very clear they wanted ending a to be like this is it this is the real ending and it's just so it's one of those endings that truly comes the fuck out of nowhere like there's no way you would expect it unless because like a lot of the a lot of the gaming websites out there like gamespot ign polygon they published a lot of stories like this is Far Cry 5's ending and it's really really stupid or it's like stupid crazy and it was to the point where the Far Cry 5 devs reached out and was like actually this is why the ending isn't stupid weird <laughs> and and the reason was because it was foreshadowed by the radio shows in the cars that you would have heard when you drive the cars around from mission to mission weird that's the only foreshadowing like there's nothing hinted at it in like the cutscenes you're forced to watch it's literally just the radio when you're driving and it's like who's going to fucking drive a car when you could like wingsuit and like and helicopters and yeah yeah it's like really dumb i just and and for them to pin like this huge twist ending on like you should have been listening to the radio is like what the fuck are you doing what is this this is stupid Weird. Like, I prefer the B ending, where it was, like, just a minute of stuff. I actually think that was a better ending than the main one. Oh, is... so it dropped the ball. Oh, 100%. Oh, okay. I thought you were on it. I thought you were, like, hype on it. No, it's stupid. I mean, like, oh. I, there's a part of me that likes it just because I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't expect him to go in that direction. But it's mm-hmm. also, like, this is so, like, this is so stupid. Like, they went in a stupid direction in terms of, like, they went too far M. Night Shyamalan. 
Hmm. I might. Blah, blah, blah. I, I mean, is this souring you on it? Do you want me to just spoil it for you? Because I want, I want to see no, your face. No, no, no. I want to watch it. <sighs> no, don't M. Night Shama Doobie Doobie about me on right Gosh, now. Gosh, like, evil man. The game's brand new. I, come on. It's so good. It's just, it's, it's an experience. It's something worth talking about. <laughs> So Reddit's Let, for. Listen, man, dude, don't you don't ruin an M Night Shyamalan ding dong ending for someone. And the right? fact you said there is a twist is a spoiler, by the way. I mean, sure, but it's not like you know what the twist is. All right. Fine. I mean, did you know what the twist was in Signs? I mean, come on. Does anyone know what the twist is in Signs? Oh yeah, that movie, A Quiet Place, part Signs too. So. Oh fuck. Okay, now I have now I have to see it. Nice. Does it have Mel Gibson in it screaming? We're gonna kick your ass. <laughs> There's there's white guys screaming in it, yes. Nice. Oh. Swing for the fences, Meryl. So uh, <laughs> that that's all I've got for Far Cry. Just an update about like, man, that ending is real weird. I you know, to this day I still don't know if I like it or not. I'm I'm on the fence about it. Yeah, I'm not gonna drop sixty dollars on it. Yeah, I mean, not sixty, thirty. I mean oh, it's fun. The game overall is very fun. I'll say that. It has the same feeling of like, oh, I can wingsuit everywhere, I can shoot up whatever and all that. Like it's cool. There's I'll this- bet you in a week or two it'll be forty bucks. Maybe we'll have to see. I mean, it actually, it's it's like the second best selling Ubisoft game for something like that, from what I remember seeing. Dude, they're on fire. That studio is. Don't fucking you know look them over. They're doing big things. He, he they're kind of picking up where EA dropped off. He says after he said Far Cry is going to be forty dollars next week. Watch because that game no, sucks. No, but I'm saying look at look at their track record though, man. They are selling units. They're selling and you know, they're supporting Rainbow Six. Rainbow Six is a big thing now. Oh, yeah. Whoever would have thought that? I mean, like, like I'm excited I, for Division 2. That's where I'm sitting at right now. I'm not saying they make the best games. I'm just saying they're selling the most units. You know, they're doing what EA wishes they could do. You know, they probably they probably uh, Far Cry 5 probably beat uh, Battlefront 2's, you know, full mm. units moved in the first day, probably. Right. But you do have to remember EA still has the whole, uh, you know, FIFA and Madden and those sell like fucking hotcakes every year. Right. When you corner the market. Yeah. yeah. No, I hear you. But I'm just saying Ubisoft has the goodwill, I guess. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like they're they're probably my favorite triple A studio. I Third can think party of. developer. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Maybe me, too. Yeah. But uh, yeah, mm. um, so I think that's all I've got for games. I think that's all that we all have for games. So let's move on to talking about some news that happened in the past week. Let's do a lightning round because there's a shit ton of news that happened. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, quick thing. Uh, the Persona 5 anime did drop last weekend. I uh, just thought I'd follow mm-hmm. up since we mentioned it last week. Did you guys watch that first episode? I did. Nope. Rip. I was impressed with how faithful it was to the game. You do not have to play the game if you're watching this anime. Yeah. You really don't. I mean, it tells the story a lot faster. I'll give it that. I'm really curious to see how it's going to turn out when like, because you know when you dungeon crawl in the game, like story beats pop up during your dungeon crawling, right? I'm curious Mm -hmm. to see how how they're going to do that in an anime. You know, if they're Mm -hmm. just going to blaze through it or if they're going to have like... You know, like like kind of longer scenes of like, oh, they're going through a dungeon and they're going to fight this guy and fight that guy and all that, you know? I mean, it's good, but it's very like, I mean, there's only one episode in, right? I can't really make a full judgment on the series yet, but it's very colored by the numbers to me. It's very like, hey, did you play this game? You know exactly what to expect. There's zero surprises here. It's staying in between the lines. You know, it's very, very, this is what happened in this game and nothing more. So I wish it would like add stuff to people that actually have beat the game where I'm sure a bunch of people that have played the game to its entirety are interested in watching this anime. 
So I wish it was for almost for that crowd rather than people that don't know shit about Persona 5. I, I'm part of, like, one hand I can agree, but I've also seen, like, the Persona 4 anime is pretty much the exact same. It follows the entire game. Like, if you played Persona 4 and beat it, you've seen the anime, which... And then Persona 4 Golden was for people that already beaten it, right? Like, the animated right. series? And then they made yeah. an anime of Persona 4 Golden, which where they animated right. the extra stuff that happens in P4G. Um, right. So I'm I'm thinking Persona 5's anime is going to be the same thing where it just it follows the main story of Persona 5, which I'm okay with just because I like the story a lot and I don't mind seeing like what their vision would be when it's animated, especially for like big boss fights and stuff. Right, right. So yeah, that'll be cool to see. Um what if what if it ends where like at the at the end of the anime, it's like, "Hey guys, did you hear they're making a video game of us?" <laughs> and it turns out it's the game itself it just gets really fucking meta <laughs> i'd be down for that yeah like do you like what the fuck was that scooby-doo in the cyber chase <laughs> at the end of the movie they're like hey they made a video game of us after they were in a video game but, and then and then there's an actual video game of that movie where they're in a video game colin you pull the fucking weirdest yeah references that's a deep deep cut dude <laughs> Listen, that motherfucking game, that's one hard PlayStation 1 game. Scooby-Doo? I believe it. Yeah. Scooby-Doo and the Cyber Chase had no reason to be that hard. Do you think it's easy being a dog and a detective? You telling me, are you telling me, Colin, that I am, I know a man that spent an appreciable amount of time playing (laughs) Scooby-Doo on PlayStation 1? (laughs) Yes, you do. And here's the kicker. I didn't have a memory card. Holy shit. So you had to play it in one sitting. That's why it was hard. You couldn't say the game. And I never game. could. I never could oh, because it's so, so fucking hard. So you never knew who was under the monster mask. I mean, Dude, I saw the movie. I feel your pain, man. I was uh I was one of those poor kids with the PS, you know, 3 or no, what was that? Just PlayStation, right? PlayStation 1. Yeah. And the console was 300 bucks when it first came out, and that's not cheap, especially back then. That's like 600 bucks and, you know, uh, 2018 bucks. But anyways, I didn't have a memory card for a long time, and I also had this misconception like, oh, you mean you can save your games on the memory card? Like, you can save your game and, like, you know, pick it up and put the memory card in someone else's PlayStation and play the game, right? That's kind of, like, what I thought you could do because people said you could save your games. And then I was like, whoa, I guess that technology will never exist. And now look at us with those mini SDs, like, the size of your pinky nail, have the size you could store, you know, fucking Skyrim on it if you wanted to. Yeah, it's it's insane at this point. I don't even know anymore. Just like, mind. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I can't I can't believe it. T- technology's crazy, man. It just it's crazy. Dude, in my Switch, I have like a what, like a two hundred forty five gig something, you know, mini SD. It's Probably like small as shit. Two fifty six, something like that. Yeah, dude, my 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 uncle's gaming computer when I was growing up had a twenty gig hard drive, and that was a huge deal Yo, at the time. Yeah, that's massive. Yeah, they. I remember seeing old magazines too, like old magazine um, ads. For like a you know like a like a fifty six kilobyte hard drive is like the size of a fucking Chrysler. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like what? Like you had to use punch cards and shit. I don't know. Right. I don't even know so how it works. Are, are we done playing? Back in my day. Back. Yeah, back sorry when. guys. <laughs> um, Grand Theft Auto Five is possibly the highest grossing media piece of media ever. Treat me ever. like a piece of media. Yeah, no, uh, according to this one, uh, let's see, one uh, 
place called Market Watch, or no, not Market Watch. Um, the Housers are the Walton family of gaming. What? <laughs> the Hauser brothers. You know how much? You know how fucking filthy rich they are. Yeah, it's it's pretty insane. Um, so those are the people that that's who created GTA. I take it. I'm I'll sorry. Bet, yeah, I'll know. bet you. Oh yeah, the Hauser yeah. brothers. Yeah, they're the ones who yeah. run the Rockstar. So I I'll bet you they got fucking like Zuckerberg money, dude. I'll bet I you mean, they do. I mean, so get this. So according to Cohen, which is just like a media analysis company, um, they have sh- Grand Theft Auto Five has shipped 90 million copies and has made six <laughs> billion dollars in revenue. Since its release in what twenty thirteen with the B, my friend, yeah. three times the amount of like the highest grossing movie ever. Yes, it's it's insane how much money they've made. No other piece of like no other book, film, video game, TV show has made this much money. People Dude, still I mean, just, are buying. Good. Yeah, d- yeah, exactly, exactly what Jack was about to say. I mean, you look at monthly sales statistics for video games, and GTA Five is still breaking the top ten. Mm-hmm. And what I was going to say is people are still just buying a console just for GTA 5. They're still doing it. They're still buying Xbox One S's and GTA 5. They're still buying PS3 Slims and GTA 5. And that's it. Yeah. It's the GTA box. It's beyond Phenomenon. Phenomenon does not even begin to describe it. I remember this back in 2001 when the first GTA 3 came out. It was doing the same thing, man. But The this first has GTA be- 3? I didn't know it was a tr- GTA 3 too. There's a GTA three, right? And then there's Liberty City Stories and Yeah, like those. I asked Liberty City Stories. Yeah. But that's a PSP game, it doesn't count. It got re released. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So <laughs> So GTA three, you know, set the stage and 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 I think GTA five is probably the best one. Yep. Of all of them. You I know, agree. my personal favorite though, just because the setting and the characters is definitely uh, San Andreas. But like like we can't you know, we're just not gonna follow the trade, CJ. I just can't even think of anything that even comes close. Do they say what might be second place for games? No. Yeah, um, you can I'm, only speculate. Maybe Minecraft. Who knows? Right. Like, for example, Star Wars, like the Star Wars franchise or like Gone with the Wind. They made around like three billion dollars when you adjust for like inflation and stuff, which is still only half the amount of money GTA five has made. And I remember tight. Ty- oh, good. I mean, I'm just saying like. It kind of suffers from the Skyrim effect where there's like multiple releases, right? Like there was a, the PS3 360 release and then they released it again for PS4, Xbox One, and they released it again for PC, right? So there are some people who could have inevitably, inevitably bought that game three times. Hmm. And then and then inevitably here comes the Switch version. Oh, shoot. It'll be there will be a Switch version of something. There will. Ha- I almost guarantee there will be a, f- a Switch version. Well, this be they the just first came time out with LA Noir on Switch system. Rockstar did. This will be the first time, right? A GTA on Nintendo? Yeah, I can't think of a GTA on a Nintendo system. You they did be. Manhunt 2 on Wii. Yes, they did. You're right. Yeah. But that's all I can think about. You hmm. might be right. I mean, yeah, they have LA Noir on Switch now, though, so which which is why it, doesn't, it wouldn't surprise me if there's GTA 5 Totally. On I totally agree. So. They would. I mean, Dark Souls is coming out, so. Yeah, soon, too. Never thought that would happen, yeah. Yeah. In May. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking wild. Uh, so let's switch gears here and talk a little about the Overwatch League, which is just a shit show. The Owl. It's the NFL of of esports. It's almost worse. Like I feel like every day I see a story of like this person was a racist on stream. This person got signed off the team. This person, you know, is just 
fad man person. <laughs> well, I mean, think think about and we talked about this before, but like think about like how bad online gaming communities are in general, right? Like a, a big point of concession has always been how bad the League of Legends community is, how toxic it is. It was a big right. reason why I, why I quit playing. I'm, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, it wasn't like the only reason. I mean, I, I'm terrible at the game. Just just being completely frank. But like, they have whole teams dedicated to basically quote unquote detoxifying the community. Oh, now, yeah. take that. You have a, something like Overwatch League, which is basically taking a giant spotlight and shining it on online gaming communities. And you, this is just, it's just going to yeah. happen. And this also, is just going to happen. Also, Overwatch has its own toxicity issues in itself, in and of itself. Like, I have definitely, you know, had my enjoyment of the game ruined by some people just acting the fool, you know, and just wanting to, like, show off and shit. Yeah. To whatever. And so, you know, that's definitely, uh, you know, uh, reduce the time I spend playing that game. And you still run into them periodically. They are taking steps. But like you said, Colin, this is just really kind of putting a mic uh a microscope, a microscope. You know, yeah you're right yeah under the uh the community man and some of the best players it doesn't matter you know skill level is not uh uh directly proportional to manners i guess yeah you know, could say or, I, or tact and i only bring this up because it's recent news that uh dream casper who plays for boston uprising um he was suspended by the overwatch league recently because of allegations of sexual misconduct involving a minor which is just like oh, it's just wow. like extra like dude what the fuck are you doing Damn, dude Damn. and like on monday boston uprising was like hey you know this contract that you signed that keeps you with us <laughs> never mind it's, we're just gonna toss it out it's gone wow. you're, you're off the team like, like what what do you do though like if you're someone who dedicates their life to becoming just insanely skilled at this this video game and it, and it nets you a job that pays insanely well like like on par with some lower tier pro athletes in in regular sports and you say something stupid or you do something stupid and then it's gone that's it it's over you had your run yeah I, that's like, that's why done. i don't get it like if you like if you got a job where it's like, hey, so you're going to play video games in front of like a huge audience and we're also going to be recording every piece of video. So basically, you're a public persona at this point. My first thought wouldn't be, okay, but I still get to diddly like little girls, right? Ew. Right? Like, no, that's S- like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, so, stop it. So I, okay, that threw me off. <laughs> are they t- are they technically Blizzard employees? No, no, I don't believe so. No, no. Like it's it's a team that like like Blizzard runs the league, right? But these teams sign on to the league. I don't think they're so, paid. Like Jeff Kaplan doesn't go to their house and give them a check every week. So each so each team is its own like LLC. I I don't know that far in. I don't, I don't know. Like, I'm just curious. You know, I mean, because if they're Blizzard employees, then that's a whole other thing. Because I I know these athletes. They have a contract with the team itself. They don't like the 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 right. players don't talk to Blizzard and have a contract okay. with Blizzard. Okay. So I mean that's I guess maybe It's sloppy though. It's just poor form. It's like the league is brand new and it's already like sullied and muddy and gross and slimy. I really hate that. Yeah, and I don't know cuz I like it, watching those games. It's just a shame cuz I mean it, not to say like I, I want video game sports to be above you know like athletic sports in any way, but it's like 
you know, like have a sense of character, you know, and I'm saying this both for athletic sports players as well as video game sports people. Like you're kind of role models for people in one way or another. So why, like, why are you going to beat your wife? Why are you going to be a racist when you get drunk? Like, why would you do any of that? Right. It's because they, they, I mean, you know, at least in the mindset of, you know, pro athletes in the past, it's you make that that much money and you just think you're above everyone else. You think that you're in a position of power and that you can get away with anything. I don't know. It's, 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 I think it's. A huge part of it's the psychological aspect of that. Yeah. I would be curious to see how much money that they're making as well. I, I think like isn't the grand prize for five of them like two hundred fifty k, right? So they're probably making like maybe twenty grand a piece. Yeah, if, after yeah, everything, so that's not bad. But it's not, no, I'm not saying it's bad, but it's also not like the millions and millions that like you know Dota or StarCraft players were making right. in, in the golden age of the sport. Yeah, I don't know. It's just they. People are getting themselves in situations that they can't alt F four themselves out of, and it's like hey, you just gotta make better decisions. Damn man. it, Robert! You gotta you gotta strategize. You gotta know when to capture the point. You know, it's just don't be a dummy about this. I mean, do do they not have rules with like sportsman like conduct or anything like that? Like, I don't know the details, but I'm I'm sure there are like contracts they have to sign in terms of just like how they have to act on Twitter and on Facebook and all that stuff, like their public persona. I mean, they're right. role I models mean, to, there's no doubt about it. They're role models to little kids. You know, right. Little kids it, look up to them. And that's, that's the thing. That's like, you, you know, you gotta, you gotta be above that kind of stuff, man. You, I mean, you, you play a game, you win, you gotta be a, a, a good winner and you can't be a sore loser. You, I mean, you know what I mean? You can't, you gotta shake hands afterwards and you gotta keep your head up and just, just be, a good sportsman. That's just all there is to it. I mean, if there's one thing that I learned playing, you know, high school sports and being a football boy, it was that like, you know, sport sportsmanship is is a very important thing. It it really is. 100%. I mean, yeah, no one's no one's life should be ruined from something like that. It's ridiculous. At being a good sportsman on and off the field. By the by. Exactly. Um, yes, dad. Okay. <laughs> All right. One, I have one more news story for you guys, and um, I think it's just interesting. It, it's actually a couple news stories bundled into one, but like, it has a few implications. So we we always talk about like, oh, is the 3DS dead yet, or is it still going to happen? You know, we've got news kind of recently about like Nintendo releasing a new uh, 3DS game in 2019. You know, like they have right, right. release windows that far out, but two pretty big franchises that are normally 3ds mainstays um have announced like their new games in their franchise and it's it's not painting a great picture for the future of the 3ds so yokai watch um well yokai watch 4 was announced and it's for the switch not nice. for 3ds there's no plans cool. or inkling of a 3ds release That'll be huge in Japan. Yeah. Makes and, sense. And then Etrian Odyssey, which isn't as big a deal, but it's still another Atlas owned. It's an Atlas owned, you know, RPG. Um, that was also 3DS exclusive. And they have announced today on Wednesday that Etrian Odyssey Cross, which is just an X, which I fucking hate that because like they use Roman numerals on all of their game titles. You can't just go from a five to an X without it being 10 and not cross. Like I hate that, (laughs) but they've announced that that's going to be a new game and it's the last brand new Etrian title for 3DS. Meaning they're going to go to switch next. That's maybe an implication. 
I can't believe they're even putting this one on 3DS. That's, what yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, fuck you guys. I want it on the Switch. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I mean, map drawing is such an integral part to that mm-hmm. series. So are, is the game on Switch going to come with a stylus to use? Because there isn't one by default. I mean, I'd use it for sure. You, if need, it. you anything... need it for that game. I yeah. can't imagine that game without a stylus. Yeah. I, I, or maybe they might like change the way that you do mapping in that game. That would like suck. That. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'd still be very eager to see what they, what their thoughts would be in making an Etrian game for Switch. Motion but, controls. <laughs> but as of now, like, there's nothing, right? Like, that's not happening because this Etrian game is coming out on 3DS, and it's supposedly the last brand new Etrian game for 3DS. So to me, that paints this picture of like, even mainstay RPGs now are kind of jumping ship from the 3DS. Like, when even, is that scheduled to release? Uh, Etrian Odyssey Cross is set to release August this year. Uh, so it's Yo-Kai, one of the last. Yeah, the Yo-Kai last Watch game. Four. I'm not 100 percent on. Um, but either oh, and also E3 last year, right? The Pokemon Company was like, "Hey, the next Pokemon game is going to be on Switch." Right? Yeah, so, get fucked, everybody. Yeah, so that's another big, uh, 3DS RPG. That's you know, scheduled for the Switch instead of the 3DS now. Not dead yet. Not dead yet. Hey, I just thought of something. We're th- talking about Switch. Is that tennis game coming out this month? Mario Tennis? Mario Tennis yeah. I don't know. I don't soon. follow bad looking games, but I can no, check. No, it's a great looking game. You're wrong, actually, about that. June 22. A game two. It's Mario and it's tennis. And, and you it's get, Mario, too. And you get Luigi's Wang in it, which is pretty and important. It's yeah, I mean, he's packing the heat. Dude. Yeah. He's coming with the thunder. Yeah, we um, that game's coming out Luigi June 22, so we still got two months. <laughs> two months until your Switch is relevant again. Okay, okay. I'm jumping the gun. <laughs> you got a little excited. Luigi's Wang, I need it. Yes. Always. Who doesn't? Yeah. Um, but no, I just thought I'd throw that out there. Curious what you guys think of, like, I mean, do you even play your 3DS anymore? No, it's dusty. I have an awesome like yeah. case for it too. I have like a custom like le- legit like custom leather case. It's one of the nicest cases for any electronics I own. I love my 3DS. I got so much enjoyment out of it. Man, it's one of my favorite, maybe my favorite handheld of all time. Maybe honestly, uh, the DS was fantastic too. The DS Lite, but no, I haven't played it since I moved to Austin in you know August 2016. Sadly. Yeah, but I don't know. I'm oh, wait, 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 no, no, I take that back. I'm sorry. I played Metroid. Yeah, you did. Nerd. I don't know. Tales, Tales of the Abyss is like I haven't played it too much since since the last time I talked about it. But like I've been playing, I've been putting a good amount of time on my 3ds. It's the first time in a long time, and I have plenty of good games to play on my 3ds yet that I need that I would like to get through. But I don't know. It's like. It's just like me whenever, though. I'm so split between five million different things. I have not put like a dedicated amount of time on my Switch in a long time, though. I will say that. Like, um, Aside from picking up on a couple things in Zelda here and there, um, and then playing uh, Rocket League, I haven't put a decent amount of time on my Switch until Odyssey, Mario Odyssey. So Right. So I was talking about Mario Odyssey to somebody who has the game, has not beat it yet. Not the longest game, but I was telling him, like, listen, man, after thinking about it, the last level in Super Mario Odyssey might be one of the best levels ever. <laughs> like, levels, just ever in any game, in, like, in my opinion. Are you talking, like, level design or the way it made you feel? I'm talking about not necessarily, I mean, yeah, I guess all of the above, but, like, the way that you uh, traverse as well. I don't want to spoil it, but, like, the the creature that wears your hat. And you like flick it and all that. Ooh, he's got a sneeze. Sneeze. I, I was able to mute my uh, 
Good cover for me, guys. Thanks. Just call it out. But, yeah, just, uh, oh, man. He's about to sneeze. Watch him mute his mic. <laughs> We're now, a let's professional listen to podcast. Yeah. Let's listen to the mic be muted. We've been doing this for a while. So... <laughs> So uh no, remember the where you're like the I can't remember what it's called, but like the bird with the long beak and you're like flicking yourself up. And oh stuff? yeah, yeah. That was one of the coolest things ever, man. I don't know. I think the last level in Super Mario Odyssey is a masterclass in level design and gameplay design. I mean, that whole game is like level design from a level design perspective is insane. Mm-hmm. It's insane how much thought went into the level design and everything, every aspect, because of how much they changed gameplay from level to level. Yeah, agreed. It, I mean, that's the reason that game is so fresh, but we probably don't need to tell you, like, hey, Mario Odyssey is a good game. Buy it. Yeah, like, seriously. Everyone yeah. Knows right, that, right. right. We, we've been over this. Yeah. Uh, so let's move on to the final round of our podcast here. Let's go to the question of the week. So I think um, we we came up with one kind of together during our Monday meeting, right? That we I wanted to ask decided. it, though. I want to be the one to ask it. Uh, okay, fine. Jack, Jack thought of it all up on his own. Uh, Robert and Colin, PlayStation I secretly Five. Don't remember what the question is. PlayStation Five? Question mark. It doesn't exist. What are your wants and needs? What do you need? Is it going to be discussed at E three in a couple months? What First of do all, you think is going to have like what do you think it's you want it to have, and then what do you think it's going to have? Um. First of all, E three. No. Uh, will it come out next year? No, um, all of 2019. You don't think it'll come out? I, they might. Uh, there's a vague chance that they could not, they could talk about it at E3. It'll be six, PlayStation 4 will be six years old at that point, won't it? Yeah, but I mean, PS4 Pro came out in late 2016, and they're riding that wave still. Okay. You know okay. what I mean? Like yep. it, it'd be a little soon. And uh, I mean, PS4 just had a great holiday season this past season, so. Sales aren't to the point where they're quite dwindling yet, and there's a lot of great PS4 exclusives coming out this year, um, so I don't really see a reason to pull off focus of the PS4 this year. Um, another aspect that is going to factor into the PS5 as well um, is the huge, huge rise in graphics cards price because of uh, uh, cryptocurrency mining. Um, so I don't think it would be a smart financial move on PlayStation's part right now, on Sony's part. Uh, because it would just cost so much for manufacturing um, with with those graphics cards. So e- even if it's a modif- modified version, because actually what's happening right now, the um, um, I think it's part of some some of the memory components that they use in the internals of graphics cards. A lot of that's actually being bought up at a, a premium price by uh, cell phone manufacturers. Uh, uh, Google or not. Well, yeah, Google with Android. Um, so Samsung and like Apple, they're buying up a lot of that stuff, which is a, another reason why, um, the, the graphics card market is only going up in price. Um, but yeah, PS five, I don't really think it's, uh, like, I don't really see it coming out this year and I don't even think it's, it might not even come out next year. So see, I want the PS five to have a graphics card so powerful that everyone can mine Bitcoin with it and actually have it be profitable. <laughs> I feel like that'd be a great future in the world. Basically, Sony's going to release a money making machine. So everyone's going to buy a bunch of those. Um, one of the bonus features, I guess, is that'll play games, which would be cool. Um, but the Bitcoin would kind of probably be the mainstay for me. Um, but it, really speaking, I think what the so what the ps5 if and or when it comes out 
I'd want to see it come out with a good launch title or two instead of just like here's here's uh Detroit Become Human remastered. Here's Days Gone remastered. And here's yeah, Last of Us re remastered. They, they can't afford a PS4 launch. It, it that's just not what the the climate's going to look like when this console comes out. Because uh, the reason why they could get away with that is because they knew they knew what the Xbox's plan was looking like on on launch, right? Not a lot of exclusives. It was coming out at a hundred dollars more expensive price point, so they knew they weren't going to have much competition on release. So they they basically released PS4 and they came out with what Last of Us Remastered wasn't that a launch title? I, I don't think so. Knack and Killzone Shadowfall. Fucking knack. Um, I think that that yeah, I think that was like the launch titles, right? Killzone Shadowfall, Knack. Uh, am I missing one? I I feel Man. like I'm missing one. I mean, the fact that we're 2K. not thinking of it shows how. Yeah, I know. so I I just I think that was a like a, a you know a product of the times. The 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 biggest the first big big exclusive that PS4 even had was Bloodborne, and that was what two years almost two years after the fact, year and a half, and so I don't know. So with PS5, yes, needs to have launch titles, needs to have 4K like near absolute 4k like gaming capabilities at the time of its release because if if it's not that big of a jump there's not much of a point in my opinion like th- that's the thing like what what really would we want out of a ps5 power wise that the ps4 pro can at least almost do you know what i mean so they'd have to get to a point where they would there's been enough time and the technology gets cheap enough where they can make manufacture something that's pretty damn powerful in a console i mean it would have to ex- like at least meet or exceed Xbox One X. Does it have a physical hard, uh, uh, a physical disc drive? Yes. Really? Because um, as long as GameStop keeps chugging along, as long as they're selling physical copies, and as long as people are buying physical media, they're going to continue to have a disc drive. I I would love to see Sony maybe switch over to cartridges to give me more things to lick. Um, <laughs> other than that, I mean, it, the, no matter what, there's going to be some way where you can physically buy the game and physically insert something into the PS5. I, I don't think that's going away anytime soon. One terabyte is that going to be enough? Harder? No, no, it had to be two terabyte, two terabyte minimum. Yeah, but I mean, even then, that, that's not going to change the fact that like the physical market is still big enough where Sony knows it'd be a detriment if they didn't have one. USB C. We'll have it. We'll have something else. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't the, see what for the controllers. USB C. I think storage is going to be a huge issue, though, because we're getting to the point where games truly are like getting huge. I mean, the whole thing with Final Fantasy 15 have being over 100 gigs or whatever. Like if, if that starts becoming like a thing, right, with with games coming out with 4K, even 8K in game textures, right? Like we're gonna we're gonna need bigger storage that's just the the gist of it like my, and especially yeah. two like what two years like say two years from now if that's when it gets released that was my next question is it going to be 4k native or is it gonna be higher 4k native yeah. I, it, it's 4k native is, is still hardly achievable in a lot of games on pc right now right and isn't the ps4 pro upscaled 4k not true 4k yeah it, it uh, it's upscaled in a lot of games yeah, yeah. xbox it depends one on X, the game. X it depends is a lot on the more game. consistent but huh it, it depends on the game yeah. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. Let me see what else questions I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, Will know. we see a hybrid console from Sony? 
Oh, That's here's what I want to know. Is it going to play PS3 and 4 games, or is it going to, or, you know, will PlayStation 5 games be playable on PlayStation 4, lower resolutions, etc.? Do you mean like Ooh. like how Persona 5 released like a PS3 version and a PS4 version? Right. Uh, Our game's going to come we're, across we're gonna have, come out on have, all systems. We're going to have ports. We're going to have like the PS4 version and then the PS5 version for a lot of games for a good while. I, I kind of want to ha- have the PS3 version of Persona 5. Is that the last PS3 game? It's it's up there. It's got a it's it's close. I kind of I feel like that'd be a collector's item. Hey, I mean, there's PS3 games of the last two Yakuza games. Okay. Just saying. Um All right. What what was I going to say? Oh, I mean, but like how I just I don't see what the logical reason is though for a PS5 right now. Like seriously, what's the real reason that you would need a PS5 right now? Like, it's a new toy. That's about it. You fucking liar. If they came out with it tomorrow, you'd be in fucking line. Shut up. You'd be thinking about what you can trade in and shit to get it. No, no. Listen. I would not give a shit if they just said we have a PS5. I'd give a shit if they were like, we have a PS5 Are and our launch serious? title is something really good. Dude, I would be interested in it just for the being that douche on eBay resale value. That's alone right there is, is attractive. Well, here's the thing. Of course, I'm going to I'm going to go out and buy it because I'm just like an enthusiast level gamer. Right. You know, I mean, that's just the, the, the level that I'm at, because I'm, I'm definitely the demographic to go out and buy a console. I mean, shit, if I had the extra money to burn right now, I would own an Xbox One X. Like, I, you know, what? legitimately, you were talking about the uh, graphics card market, like being so stupid and out of reach. Now, the Xbox One X is looking better every day. You know, for the power I mean, that it, it has. It's, it's kind of true. Like, honestly, though. It's looking like a good value honestly, now, $500 in a it, way. It kind of is, though. Like, I'm not going to lie. They might have just played their cards right based on that market. So, I, I mean, I see it, it's I feel like it's slowly gaining a little bit more traction as time goes on. It's definitely not anything to the level of crazy sales. But just as someone with a P, with a 4K TV, I am. Not Robert's over here shaking his head like I'm a not close off what? the idea of owning one, and they had a good sale on eBay too, and I I almost pulled the trigger. I fucking what? hate cryptocurrency because it's making you guys think, yeah, maybe the Xbox Xbox One X ain't that bad. It is a good like, value compared like, if you're d- looking at no, 4K it's a good gaming. value hardware wise. That's just the truth of and, it. And it that is. makes cryptocurrency the fucking devil. <laughs> Let me tell you this, guys. Let me tell you this. They've been working on this. Xbox. They've been working on this for a while. This is not. This might be the first you heard of it, but they've been talking about mouse and keyboard support on Xbox. And if that fucking comes to Xbox One X, it's a game changer. Literally. <laughs> I mean, it's, that make it a slightly powerful PC. Mouse and keyboard support, and if they give you a, an actually decent OS, shit. That's gonna be something to think about. I mean, it's 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 an impressive piece of hardware for five hundred dollars. I mean, you I would have prob- to admit. Yeah, I would probably buy that rather than build my own PC. Believe it or not. Do I need to it, play the literal hours of tape I have of you guys being like, "But well, why would you buy an Xbox One X? Where's the software?" <laughs> this is all because of cryptocurrency. No, it literally is. The, I mean, I'm not gonna take back anything I said. Like anything I like, everything I said was definitely relevant. Um, at the very least, at the time, but like I, I mean. I'm not. If I'd have five hundred dollars in my bank right now to burn, probably not going to be my first choice to th- like of things to have. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's crossed it, my mind more than twice in the last right. six I, months. Right. I, I don't. I, st- I don't have like a literal purpose for it right now. But like, if if I was like sitting on a pretty good amount of money and I just had some money to burn, yeah, I'll fucking throw some money at an Xbox. Whatever. For you know? me, Sunset Overdrive just and and Rare Replay upscale to 4K is enough a reason. 
I mean, it's not going to justify for me, but good on you, Jack. We're going to end the show there, then. <laughs> yes. <laughs> God, I it's don't know. It's basically like, a cheaper PC. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just, I still keep thinking about, like, but what game am I going to play on there? I don't give a shit. I mean, that's uh, true. Yeah. Rare Replay is the best game. It's the best game ever, hands down. Rare Replay. Of ever, any game. Battletoads. Uh, <laughs> So, if you have any questions, comments, feedback, concern, or anything you want us to read live on this pre-recorded show, uh, you can email us any of that at tinydiscpodcast at gmail.com. Um, if you want to follow all of our social media links, you can find them all at tinydisc.com, which is also where all of our previous wonderful, beautiful episodes are, uh, if you want to check those out. Um, if you enjoyed what we did, consider leaving us an iTunes review of any kind. Uh, it'd really help us out, you know, way more than you think. If not, you know, grassroots, ter- tell a friend. Um, shit. Uh, oh, man. I, I keep thinking of some that I did a few weeks ago. Man. You're uh, dropping the ball. I really am. It's hard to come up with these on the spot every time. Okay, I got it. So walk <laughs> into, <laughs> drive an hour away to the nearest, like, big city that isn't whatever place you live in and walk into the nearest Walmart and go to the greeter and ask him like to leave distract him in some way and sit in his chair and replace him and become the greeter for the day and greet everyone by telling them to listen to the tiny disc podcast wise no, no, words no, no, from a wise no, no, man no, no, no. scratch that shit go to a fucking chick-fil-a i don't care any chick-fil-a On the nearest Sunday. chick-fil-a to you it, yeah sure and then <laughs> go to that fucking chick-fil-a <laughs> Listen to our podcast in that Chick-fil-A while you enjoy great fucking customer service where everyone is always smiling. And even when something bad happens, they, they just keep on smiling. And I want you to tweet at us. Just tweet at us that you're like, hey, I'm at Chick-fil-A. Don't care. Just I don't care who you are. Just just say like, yeah, I'm at Chick-fil-A and I'm listening to this podcast. The Make last sure it's a Sunday, too. <laughs> yeah. The last 30 seconds was sponsored by Chick-fil-A. Eat good chicken. Falast. Um, yeah. Eat more chicken. <laughs> Oh, that is. So where can we find you guys online on the internet? Uh, at Chick-fil-A? No. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, literally at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> at boo-boo underscore underscore five five, a.k.a. Colin and Mono on Twitter. At J-A-C-C-E-P-E-D-A, Mr. Cepeda, if you're nasty. You can find me at Panoptimist, P-I-N-O-P-T-I-M-I-S-T. Thank you so much for listening to the Tiny Disc Podcast, and we'll see you next Thursday. Uh, <laughs> Just so you know, Xbox One X is the only place you can play Red Dead Redemption in 4K right now. Oh, shit. <laughs>